you're finding that God is being good to you and you're rejoicing in him, as I greet you once again in his precious name of Jesus. I want to start, uh, this is more than likely the last session on these lessons we learned from the life of Moses. I'm going to read from you from 1 Corinthians in chapter 10. And I want to read um, from verse, let me make sure that I get this right, from verse 1 through to 14. I'm reading in the Message Bible again. And this is really summing up because it refers to what we've been talking about, Exodus, the wilderness wanderings. And it says this, remember our history, friends. This is Paul writing to the Corinthians. Remember our history, friends, and be warned. All our ancestors were led by the providential cloud and taken miraculously through the sea coming out of the land of Egypt. <clears throat> They went through the waters in a baptism like ours as Moses led them from enslaving death to salvation life. I love that. Enslaving death to salvation life. They all ate and drank identical food and drink, meals provided daily by God. There was the manna. What is it? That's what manna means. What is it? They drank from the rock, God's fountain for them that stayed with them wherever they were. And the rock was Christ, who said, I'll never leave you, never forsake you, be with you always, who is that refreshing fountain of life. But just experiencing God's wonder and grace didn't seem to mean much. Most of them were defeated by temptation during the hard times. So I'm going to just want to share with you a little this morning on some of the promises God has given to me and to us through his word that you can take and stand upon in the times that you go through difficulties and uncertainty. And so let me just say that, read that again. But just experiencing God's wonder and grace didn't seem to mean much. Most of them were defeated by temptation during the hard times in the desert and God was not pleased. The same thing could happen to us. We must be on guard so that we never get caught up in wanting our own way as they did. What a wonderful, wonderful warning. Uh, but it's encouraging to me. He says, never get caught up in wanting our own way as they did. And we must not turn our religion into a circus as they did. First the people partied. Then they threw a dance. We must not be sexually promiscuous. They paid for that, remember, with 23,000 deaths in one day. We must never try to get Christ to serve us instead of us serving Him. They tried it, and God launched an epidemic of poisonous snakes. We must be careful not to stir up discontent. Discontent destroyed them. I hope you... You read these words for yourself, but not with condemnation, because God's not doing that. He's seeking to encourage us to stay true, and he'll stay true. These are all warnings, or warning markers, danger, in our history books, written down so that we don't repeat their mistakes. That's why God tells us this, just doesn't want us to repeat their mistakes. Our positions in the story are parallel. They ate at the beginning, we at the end. They, sorry, they at the, at the beginning... We at the end, and we are just as capable of messing it up as they were. 
Don't be so naive and self-confident. You're not exempt. You could fall flat on your face as easily as anyone else. Forget about self-confidence. It's useless. Cultivate God confidence. No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember, listen to this, is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limits. He'll always be there to help you come through it. So, my dear friends, when you see people reducing God to something they can use or control, get out of the, their company as fast as you can. Now, all of us face all sorts of problems, tribulations, temptations, tests. From time to time, I've found in the, in the close to 50 years of ministry that I've been involved in, in serving Jesus and loved it. Wouldn't want it any other way, even with the tough times that come. Through, the, through those difficult times, God's Word. I mean, there's the general promises that we can claim, like Psalm 91. Uh, is The whole of that psalm is just such a wonderful psalm of protection. And there's uh, wonderful promises that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. God will refute every tongue that rises up against us. This is the heritage of the saints of vindication from our God. Those are promises that are general for the body of Christ. But I'm talking about promises specifically related to ministry. When you, you don't know what to do, you don't know what to say, you don't know if you could, you've got the goods to keep on preaching, you feel like you're drying up, you're running out of cope, uh, you're being opposed and the opposition is wearing you down, you, you're tired of negativity about yourself and rumors and gossip and slander. If you're counting for God, the devil will make sure he, all these things come your way. He'll do his best to destroy you. But I want to just give you some of those scriptures that God gave to me in my times of real tribulation. These are just uh, random. They're not as, uh, in any kind of uh, order. They just meant some that I pulled out from the things that I've taken out of my journals. In Psalm 32 verse 8, claim this for yourself. Psalm 32 verse 8, God says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you with my loving eye on you. Now, I don't know how many times God has made that rhema to me. How many times I've had to go back and say, God, I don't know. I feel like I don't have the goods. I don't know what to do. The people deserve better than, than me uh, to lead them. Uh, but God gives me this promise. I will, one, instruct. Two, teach. Three, counsel. Four, watch over you. Another one of those ones that really has buoyed my spirit and given me confidence again and lifted me up it's, uh, is Isaiah chapter 50, verses five, 4 and 5. This is what God says to th those of us who preach. My master, God, has given me a well-taught tongue so I might know how to encourage tired people. He wakes me in the morning, opens my ears to listen as one ready to take orders. That's a promise God says, I'll give you a well-taught um, or well-instructed tongue so that you may know how to encourage tired people. A beautiful one that God often encourages me through that I go to regularly 
Jeremiah chapter 15. I'm just picking parts of these verses out. But in chapter 15, verses 18 through to 21, when I thought like, I cannot go on, God says, you will be my spokesman. And, you know, when people are trying to change you, they don't want you to preach truth. They want compromise. They want make it easy. Don't bring anything hard to us. And there's been times when, I, I mean, I face this regularly right over the nearly 50 years of ministry. People are always trying to get me to water down my ministry and message. And this is what he says. You will be my spokesman. Now listen to this. Let this people turn to you, but you must not turn to them. Let your words change them. Don't change your words to suit them. And listen to this. I will make you a wall, a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight you, but will not overcome you, for I am with you. Another one of those is, is, is in Ezekiel chapter, uh, sorry, Exodus chapter 4, verse 12. God says to me, times when I've, I've just, I've had it. He says, now, now therefore go, I will be your mouth and teach you what to say. In Acts chapter 18, verses 8 through to 11, I just want to read these few verses to you too. It says, God says, you know, when you want, you're feeling like you're going to quit, keep it up and don't let anyone intimidate you or silence you. No matter what happens, I'm with you. And no one is going to be able to hurt you. You have no idea how many people I have on my side in the city. Now listen, for me, this is, it was how Paul spoke, but it's, he says, that was all he needed to stick it out faithfully faithfully teaching the word of god keep faithfully teaching the word of god where you are right now god has many more people there more than you know in revelation chapter 3 verses 8 through to 10 i'll just give you that first little part of it he says behold i or see i have set before you an open door and no man can shut it and then i wanted to read the psalm to you too psalm 119 just picking out parts of it again from verse 129 to 144 because God has so often spoken this to me. He says here, every word you give me is a miracle word. Let ordinary people see the meaning. Steady my steps with your words of promise. So nothing malign's, malign gets the better of me. And then he says, nobody's living by your book. I don't know how many times I've felt that. God, is it, does nobody take your word seriously anymore? And I've just gone before God and prayed this and God has spoken back to me. And your revelation, Lord, is the only truth. Your commands always give me delight. Think of that Psalm 37 where he says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. He gladdens your heart. He makes you want it Serve him and think like him and do what he wants. <clears throat> those are just a few of those wonderful promises that God's given to me over the years. I'm hoping that they'll be a blessing to you and that you'll embrace them, make them your own, keep them before your heart. 
and serve God with all your heart. Now, I'm hoping, folk, that what I've shared with you will encourage you. Don't let this time of lockdown and into the future, other things that come our way, don't let any of them stop you from serving God. God called you. God will equip you. God will be with you. And no matter what opposition comes against you, God will be there with you, taking you through, encouraging you, enabling you, equipping you, enlisting others, enriching and enhancing, empowering. That's the Spirit of God who can be trusted. He is the Spirit of truth. Let Him free in your life and respond to Him. And I hope, I'm 77 now, I'm hoping when you get to 77 or 80, 90, whatever it is, you'll look back and say, man, God has been good. God has been with me every step of the way. And I'm glad I never, ever quit. He will sustain and strengthen us. We're kept by the power of God. And nothing in all of the world can separate us from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ, our precious Lord. Nothing. So we can all say together, genuinely, not just as a cliche, I'm more than a conqueror through him who loved him. Why? Because it's God who works in me, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. God bless you. And Father, I pray your blessings on your people, that we may one day together stand in heaven and rejoice in all that you opened up for us and allowed us to be part of. So we bless your holy name, Jesus. Amen.